Welcome to the Thinking About Podcast, your digital equivalent to late night chats with good friends that keep you thinking. I'm Kirsty, and together we'll join interesting people for deep, meaningful conversations that will help elevate our lives, leave us with actionable outcomes, and keep us thinking for days to come. Hello, and welcome back to a very delayed episode of the Thinking About Podcast. Sorry that this didn't get up on Tuesday. It has been a bananas week, which is okay, actually. I also have an episode about Portugal that I did record in time for Tuesday, but I just didn't have time to edit it because sometimes we don't, you know, and we make changes to our schedule accordingly, which is fine. And totally cool. In case you missed it, I was in Portugal. It was literally so amazing. I have a solo episode that I will put out eventually about the reflections that I had from it. And if you want to see a guide or get some recommendations or any of those fun things about Portugal, stay tuned because I might put them together. Send me a voice note to let me know if you want it. Maddie from OKSIS. First of all, if you didn't listen to my last episode or any of my episodes, you won't know that I am head over heels obsessed with OKSIS and Maddie is doing solo episodes. So is Scout. They're all amazing. But Maddie says in her episodes to voice note her on DM and then she like shamed people. And I immediately, cause I like to follow rules and like make people happy. was like, Oh fuck, I got to start voice noting her. So I did. And she was pleased. So if you feel like you want to chat to someone, I love a voice note, send one to me on Instagram. That would be amazing. And while you're there, follow along at Kirsty McNabney and at thinking about podcast. You can find all of those in the show notes always. Duh. I don't know. I'm in a weird mood today. I am calling today (laughs) a fumes day. I started it literally a couple hours ago where I feel like I'm running on fumes in a good way right now, but it does feel a bit like that. So that's my new motto is if something is busy, I'm tired of saying I'm busy and like, I just don't want to be a person that's always like, oh, I'm so busy. So I think I'm just going to be like, it's a fumes day. And then the ones who get it, get it. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at. I also hired my mom today uh, as my first unpaid intern for a day. So shout out to Mama Mac for helping me out. And if you haven't had a chance to thank your parents for the things that they do for you, this is my moment to give her that credit. And I hope that you do the same thing. Anyways, Today, we are going to have a short chit chat about pivoting because I have very exciting news that in case you missed the last couple of episodes, I actually don't remember how much I talked about it because it was before I went on vacation and all of that is a blur at this point in my life. But I have launched with my friend Palak Imberia of Imberia, who has been on the podcast before. I will share her episode with you in the show notes if you want to go back and hear all about her. We are co-hosting an event in Toronto on June 11th. That's a Sunday from 1130 to 2.30 and it is called Permission to Pivot, a gathering for creative women. It is something that we dreamed up in a coffee shop a few months ago and by a few, I mean quite a few because Palak has been living in Austin for a while and she's coming home and we are hosting this event all about pivoting with some incredible speakers. We have Rachel of Make Lemonade who has been on the podcast before as well and Jasmine Williams who is also a friend of the podcast. We have a wonderful woman named Kana who is 
coming on the podcast to talk about her story. And then we also have Andrea of Barbette and Olivia from Olive and Fig. And all of those women, the things that they have in common are A, they have worked at incredible companies throughout their career. I'm talking Indigo, Tiff, Houseplant, which is Seth Rogen's company. Rachel had a co-working space that is now Floristry. And Jasmine has an award-winning content marketing business. And Andrea started Barbette, which is currently my favorite drink of choice. So we have many incredible women, but on top of the cool things that they've done in their personal and professional lives, they also share stories. I'm listening to a book called The Long Game right now. And in the book, it's all about playing the long game, obviously, as the name suggests. It's really good so far. I'm not too deep into it. But yesterday I was listening to it while I was making dinner and it said, when people who have made it don't share their experience, nobody else gets to know what it takes. That stuck with me so much because I really think that the level of growth that I have had in my own life comes from listening to podcasts, stories of women who have done amazing things, reading about them in books, talking to them, meeting them. I think that there's so much that comes from hearing people's stories, especially when they're going to tell you the good and the bad, because if you're not going to share all of it, then it's not real as far as I'm concerned, because there's always good with bad. But anyways, all of the people that we have picked to be a part of the event, I feel very honored that they are sharing their time and their brilliance and their energy and that they are going to be coming into a space where they're going to be talking to us about the pivots that they've made in their life because I think a big part when you have an internal feeling inside of you and maybe this is just me but a lot of times it takes like a little step in the right direction or a nudge in the right direction or a push in the right direction from someone who's been there or who's done it to be able to make that change for yourself so the whole goal of the event and I will leave the details in the show notes but the purpose is really to bring people together to be able to have conversations about pivoting we have an amazing keynote speech planned we have a panel planned we have incredible food from olive and fig like literally i've been dreaming of their food since i first saw it on social during the pandemic and i cannot wait to eat it if you know me at all i'm a huge foodie and like i have dreams about their boards so i can't wait to have that there on top of that we have some swag bags but the whole goal is to bring people together we're gonna have networking that's not cringy and gross we are also just going to give you opportunities it's not going to be just like a speak at you kind of thing but there's going to be opportunities where you can actually ask questions and if you're going through a pivot like come and talk about it and talk about what you're going through and ask the questions of people that have been there before because that's the way that you move forward in it so I'm really excited in case you can't tell I feel like I sound tired so you can't really hear all of the excitement in my voice but I literally cannot wait for this event I think that it's going to be so great we've sold quite a number of tickets already so if you're in Toronto next weekend the 11th June 11th technically there is a weekend coming up before that but if you're in the city and you want to join us I would love to have you there so be sure to get a ticket and come and meet these super cool people and I can't wait to meet all of the people that are coming oh my gosh There's nothing that lights me up more than being in a space with like-minded people. And the fact that we're creating it is so fun for me. It's also very frightening. If we're talking about pivots and taking leaps and doing all the things, 
As someone who markets people on a regular basis, it has been very scary for me to put things out into the world. And maybe we'll do a recap once the event's done and like all of the other things that I've been doing lately. But I feel like I'm just really embracing the opportunity of trying new things and and just like getting into it and doing things that are scary and like not giving a fuck what people think. I do give a fuck, but like I'm not going to let it stop me is kind of what I've decided. And I'm really channeling the energy. Tess Barclay is on a couple episodes from now and she is all about like being cringe. Like you have to be cringe to get started. And so I'm just like embracing that that mentality of like, if someone thinks I'm cringe, whatever, because I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about and bringing people together is truly like what makes my heart sing. So I'm really excited about it. And I hope that you'll be there. And if you know someone that might be interested in coming, please let them know about it so that we can all get together and hang out and have fun and win fun things and do all the things. It's going to be so great. Okay. So a little bit more about pivoting. I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's an interesting thing to base an event around, but it felt so right when we were first talking about the name and what we would focus on. And then honestly, as soon as we had the word, I was like, oh my gosh, I know so many people that could pivot. Like it was hard to pick who to ask to be a part of this because it was so exciting and and such a relevant topic that so many people are going through. So first and foremost, I wanted to mention that pivoting happens in every part of your life. And I also think that there's a piece to remember that as you pivot through one section, so let's say you're pivoting in your career, maybe you're taking a new course or you're changing something up, or you're pivoting in your business because you have a business and things are changing rapidly through a pandemic or because you just changed the way that you want to go or in your personal life, like maybe your relationship status has changed or maybe you're moving to a new city or a new place. I think that there's so many different pivots, but the thing about them is that as you go through pivots in one area of your life, it's so interconnected to everything else. Like I think about the pivot that I'm like, obviously the biggest pivot I've made is becoming my own boss and freelancing and the personal pivots that I have done within that and the personal growth that has come from that is so much more than I ever would have expected because you have to. It's just your whole self is one. And I think that that's an interesting thing. This is a bit of a side note, but I love when people come on the podcast and I ask them to introduce themselves and they introduce themselves first without talking about their career, because there's just such a big part of my life that I was like, this is what I do. And this is who I am because that's what I do. And I'm not past that at all, but I do really care about like what makes people excited. And I think that the more that we're seeing ourselves as holistic selves, the more that we can really appreciate it. And we can also see the growth that comes from both sides. So if you have a pivot, for example, or anything happening in your life, you can see how it impacts the rest of your different parts of you rather than just being like, okay, I'm going to put my little personal life in a box and that's it. It's exciting. If you're going through any kind of pivot at any point in your life, I think that it's something that we should talk about. I've pivoted a lot. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard in various tidbits that I wanted to be a doctor and I went to school and that was not the thing for me. Taking PR, working in different roles, working for myself, all of those pieces have been pivots that I've had in my own journey so far to 30, almost 31. And there's only 
a month left until I'm 31, which is wild. Anywho, through all of those pivots, I was thinking while I was prepping for this, what the lessons were. Obviously, what else? I was thinking about what the lessons were, (laughs) should be the motto of this podcast. I have five lessons that have come from pivots in my own life and from things that I've learned that I wanted to share. If you are currently undergoing a pivot, I feel like I'm saying it so much that like it's almost annoying. And also I'm just picturing Ross with the couch because I feel like anytime I hear it, that's all I can think about. So if that's where you're at, I'm sorry. And I'll try to use other synonyms of the word. But if you are going through changes in your life, if you are taking big leaps or small leaps or anything, because all of them count, I think that these are some important lessons to know. First and foremost is that the scariest moments are always the biggest returns for you. That that's an important lesson that I learned when I left school for the first time. I remember bawling my eyes out because I felt like such a failure. And my mom said to me, it was the day before New Year's Eve. And my mom said to me, this will be a moment that you look back on and appreciate that you went through this. And I think that there are so many moments in my life where I have made changes or done a hard thing that I actually do look back on. I I think about the fact that she said that to me a lot because at the time I was like, yeah, right, whatever. (laughs) I was like 20 or whatever, but it did. It meant a lot. And now when I go through hard things, because I've learned that lesson and because she said that to me, I think about that a lot. And I think about that on a day-to-day basis now when things are hard. I'm like, the hard things bring goodness. But there's a really big dichotomy between the two of those things. I'm almost under the impression that you can't have one without the other. I said in the Portugal solo episode that I haven't posted, but will eventually, that I was living in a space that was literally on my vision board. Like I saw the spot, but I also tripped on the way home and like really hurt myself. And I was like, there is good with bad in every situation. And I think that that's an important part, especially when you're in the hardest part of a pivot or of a change in your life. The most important thing, if you need a pep talk, is remembering that through scary or hard or all of those pieces, like live in that for sure. Feel that in every capacity, but there's always a lesson. There's always something that comes out of it. There's always something that we can add to it. The second one is that when things feel really uncomfortable, it makes the most sense in the end. That's very similar to the second one, sorry, to the first one. But I think the difference that I was mentioning there is that when it's uncomfortable, it often pays off to be the best one. Hard, uncomfortable, scary. Right now, doing this is scary. Talking about something that I made for myself, very frightening because maybe no one wants to come. But if I think about the person that I will be in that room, another picture from my vision board, when I think about that person and what I will have done there and the people that I'm going to meet, like that moment is the one that's that's so outstanding to me. Or when I think about school, I often look back on what I was thinking for school and then I think about what I'm doing now and communication and the way that I talk to people and the way that I connect with people. And I'm like, obviously this was what I was gonna do. Like, how did I not see that? So sometimes when you can't see it, 
it often ends well as well. I think that's an important part. Sorry if those are a little bit double. The third one is fear plays a big role when it comes to pivoting because it's hard to go outside of the status quo. It's hard to go outside of the thing that you're doing that you're comfortable with. And I think that there's like obviously huge memes that go around the internet that's like, this is your comfort zone and this is stepping out of it and like what you're capable of when you do that. But I really do think that that is something that's true. And I feel like when you stay stagnant, not that you have to be changing all the time, but when you stay stagnant, it's less scary because you don't have to face the fear because you already know what to expect. And I think that's something that I've noticed in the last year for sure, if not more, is that the times when I'm the most scared, I can actually just accept the fear and be like, you know what? Maybe this is going to be one of those big moments and maybe I can take this fear and obviously not if you're not safe. Do not listen to this in that sense. But if you're scared to get out of your comfort zone or try something new or take the one step, I think that that piece is so big to just be like, thanks for being here, fear, probably information that like I'm about to do something big or I'm about to do something that like I'm really excited about. Scout Sobel talks about it a lot. It's my favorite chapter in her book is when she talks about fear. She also has some really good episodes. She just had one come out this week that talks a lot about fear. And if you're looking for some background on it, I would definitely take a listen to Okasis because they've been talking about it a lot and it's really shifted my view of fear. And I think that the more that I embrace it, the bigger the steps become. I I was thinking on the plane that... I'm doing things quicker and faster and less scared than I did before because, and there are things that I've been thinking about for like a year, but I was too, I wasn't able to accept the fear in the past and now I'm accepting the fear and I'm going for it anyways. And I think that when you make fear your friend, it becomes something that, that makes things a little bit easier. It's still there. You like, it doesn't go away, but when you live with it and you move forward with it, it can pay off and big results. So stay tuned for how that works out. But I do think that accepting your fear is a part of pivoting. And if you need someone to help you through it, like, let me know. Speaking of which, my fourth reason is that you need a community to help you through pivots. I think that doing things alone is very brave and exciting, but it's a lot easier when you have someone and that doesn't have to be someone that's like holding your hand and hanging out with you every day. Although it is great to have those people. I also think that there is a chance to make community, especially online right now. You have social, you have people that you can follow, you can have podcasts that you listen to, you can have books that you read, like you can find community and inspiration that can help you move forward. Sometimes you need inspiration so that you can see that someone's done something like what you want before. Or sometimes you need someone that just tells you, Hey, you can do this. Hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, remember when you said that you're really like not playing into your best self at that moment. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need someone to cheer you on or tell you it's a good idea. Like there are so many different ways that people can show up for you. And I think the first step is, is finding spaces where those people are one and two, like asking for help. I think that that's a big one. If you don't know what you want to do, meet with people that are doing things that you think are cool and find out how they got there. If you 
want to learn how to do something, you can Google it. You can also see if there's anyone in a Facebook group that might have done it before. Jasmine, actually, who's coming to the event and is on the panel. She talked about her biggest mentor she met on a Facebook group because she asked her a question. And I think that things like that are so important. And the more that you have people around you who get it, get what you're going through, get what you're doing, or at least give you space to be able to talk about that, the more that you can make an impact on the life that you want to be living. And I think that that's a huge one. Community to me, the more that I've thought about it over the last year and a half, the big, the community is the biggest and most important thing. When we were away, I was talking to strangers and making new friends and just the connection that comes with being around people. I've always known how important that was, but in the last few months, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why we do what we do because it just makes such an impact. It leaves you thinking. It's literally why I started the podcast and to go through big changes in your life in any capacity, having someone you can turn to is the biggest one. If you need someone to hype you up, send me a voice note. tell me all the things, send me a message. We will go through it together. And I'm happy to connect you to people that might be good fits. Or if you just need someone to chat with and you have no idea where to start, I'm here for you. We can do it together. Finally, I think that you have to celebrate along the way. And that has two parts to it. The first one is that every step matters. I think that There's this huge disconnect that people have between the end goal and where they are. And sometimes that can be like a big block. That's where the fear comes in. That's where all of those pieces become so hard to do. But I think that once you celebrate the step that you're taking, even if they're very small steps, like making a logo, making a landing page, naming your business, talking to a friend about something you're thinking about with your relationship or looking at other careers or looking at a training that you might want to do that helps you move forward in the goal that you want in your career. All of those small pieces, even if it's just writing down a brainstorm list, can make such an impact and you never know where it's going to lead if you keep moving along. And then the second part of it that has another... Literally, this is just an okay sis fangirl episode, but another thing that I learned through them and through many other people, but my vo- my voices in my head are now Scout and Maddie. <laughs> I think that that's a great thing, but something that I that has been really present with what they say, but also in a lot of other things, actually, it was also in the long game, is that it's about enjoying the journey rather than the end goal. And I think that that's what life is about. That is my new theory. I've picked up that message and I have turned it into thinking that that is my life, my life motto and my life theory at this point. You have to take all of it because again, there's always good and there's always bad, but you have to have both in order to succeed. And if you just spend your time, so let's say you have this end goal, whatever it is, pick your end goal, close your eyes, think about where your happiest self would be. And that's the end goal that we're saying. And maybe you're two steps away from it. Maybe you're a hundred steps away from it, but the whole point of it is that all of those steps are going to have ups and downs. There's never like that linear path that goes hundred percent up all the time. And if it is, congratulations. But in my experience and from the experience of the 50 women that I have talked to on this podcast and all of the people in my life, it's always going to be this roller coaster that goes up, it goes down, it goes in, it goes out. You're happy or sad. If you're an emotional person like me, it's a hundred times worse. (laughs) 
ask Mark (laughs) what it's like to deal with it. But I think that the most important thing about it is that when I started knowing that that was part of it, rather than being like, oh, I just want to be there so badly. I want to have all of these things that I'm dreaming of right away, blah, blah, blah. Because if you do that and you get there, once you get there, if it's painful the whole time, A, you'll be burnt out. B, once you get there, what do you have to say for yourself? Because you didn't pay attention to the whole story, the whole way that you were going there. And I think that that is something to remember. So A, enjoy the journey, but B, make sure that you're celebrating through it. And that could be so many different things. Maybe it's you tell people, maybe it's you acknowledge it to yourself in your journal. Maybe it's you do what I saw Hannah and Katie of the Abundantly Aware podcast do the other day is you have champagne during it. Maybe it's you go out for a dinner. It could be intrinsic or extrinsic, but I think that we need to take a moment to acknowledge it instead of just doing like the next thing that you have to do and missing your life because our life is so short and like, sorry to get so philosophical, but I just have been very aware of how short life can be and how quickly things can change. And I think that if we can take the time to appreciate it while we have it, we're going to be a lot happier. And it makes the harder pieces a lot easier to swallow because we know that there's good coming from it or we know that we're on a downswing, but then we're not going to be on an upswing or it's a season of our life or whatever it is that you need to tell yourself. I think that celebrate the wins because you need them in the hard moments. You need to remember those big pieces that you did. And then you also should have a community to celebrate with it. So those are my thoughts on pivots. That's the lessons that I've learned through the pivots that have happened in my own life. I'm sure there are so many more, but I want to keep this fairly short. I hope that you can come to Permission to Pivot if you want to and you want the details. You can either find them in the show notes or on my Instagram. I can't wait to see you, to talk to you next week. We have a really exciting guest that I am super, super inspired by. She specializes in mental health, personal finance, social media. She is such a queen and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. We have so many good episodes coming back. I'm coming up. I'm so glad to be back and be here talking with you and I hope you have a fabulous week. I'll talk to you soon.